So it's Chris again from the Easy Crypto Podcast. And on this week's podcast, I have Melissa De Silva. And without further ado, I'm going to get her to tell us how she got into NFTs and a bit about her background. Thank you, Melissa, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about my projects and everything that I'm doing right now with your audience. Awesome. So whereabouts are you from, Melissa? I'm originally from Providence, Rhode Island in the States, and I moved to Puerto Rico about a year and a half ago. And it's almost like crypto heaven down here. So I'm really enjoying my, my new life down in Puerto Rico. It's interesting because a lot of traders also uh, head to uh, Puerto Rico as well. Yes. So the crypto community is thriving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even in the, the downturn, um, still thriving here. Well, it's interesting you say about the downturn because it's like a lot of people have coming along to me and knocking on my door going, I told you so. I told you crypto, I'm going to do this. Oh, I know. I know. It's like I get it rammed down my throat. I'm like, actually, this is the biggest opportunity. And I've never seen so much good news coming out of the crypto community. Now, the, the point I'm making here is, is if I was to buy uh, something like ETH last year at the height of it, 4700 would I get the uh, opportunity for potential 10x? Maybe. Would I get a, a, a higher risk because the uh, higher the, the mountain you climb, the further you can actually potentially fall? Or would there be a better opportunity now? We've dropped by 80%. Okay, we could pull back still. And obviously, we've got the liquidity crisis with the likes of Celsius. But could we see... ETH 10x from where it is now? I would say yes, as in mm-hmm. it's a lot more likely. And the same with NFTs as well. And actually, if you look at Matic this week as an example, Matic's up 80, uh, 78% this week. So we're still mm-hmm. seeing increases. Um, and, and I think, but at the same time, I think there's a, quite a few things that we do need to iron out in the, um, in the crypto. So how have you found it in the, on the NFT side? this downturn? How has it affected you? It really hasn't affected me. And I just came back from uh, NFT NYC, um, which is a huge NFT conference last week. And there's still a ton of energy and excitement around NFTs. Like they're all saying the same thing. Like, all right, people are saying, you know, I wish I would have bought in when it was young, you know, early on. Well, this is their opportunity or you can start getting into projects and, you know, really look into the projects you want to get into. So there's still a lot of energy and excitement around NFTs, despite what's going on with everything else. So what was your big take from, uh, from uh, NFT NYC? My big take is personally, I feel like I'm ahead of the game with what I'm doing in my project. And so that made me feel good because sometimes when you're the first to do something or at the beginning of something, People will say, oh, that doesn't work or, you know, you don't have anybody really to follow, but to have like that reassurance, like what I'm doing, what I believe in is actually going to be beneficial down the road. And I think that's probably the most that I got from there. Um, Also that there are so many great projects out there that are supporting, you know, oppressed populations um, that are still really thriving as well. 
So it all seems to be obviously set for the actual prices of, of the NFTs, which I will say prices and advertising mechanism. It all seems to be good news coming out of cryptos and NFTs. And it, it's interesting, uh, you know, with the, the NFT NYC, that you, you feel that you're ahead of the game because I think, I think most people in crypto are forward thinking and are ahead of the game because you have to be from a technological point of view. And I, I think, I mean, basically it's an exciting and interesting situation that we're in, but I think it's also a case of we've got to kind of make things work whilst we wait for things to balance out, i.e. the money to start coming in from a, uh, a money point of view. So, what was your first NFT project then? Well, I have to say, I didn't know about NFTs longer than a year ago. So I'm so you're still- a, you're, a, you're an NFT baby. I'm uh, still an NFT baby. And really with crypto, I don't know much about crypto. All I know is about art. That's, that's my background is art. And so I'm yeah. trying to figure out, okay, how do I make NFTs work for artists like me? And so that's where I started getting into the NFT world is figuring out as an artist, how can I use other platforms to sell my work? Um, and so just kind of utilizing the community I'm in, reading, there's so much information online. If you just take the time to look into it, I'm lucky that I have other friends in the podcast world that work with crypto, um, be able to access them. So my first NFT I sold was back in January. And so I created a piece of art out of alcohol ink and Yupo paper, which is like a plastic paper. That's my medium and created digital form of that. And the person who bought it gets the tangible piece along with the digital piece. And so they have this certificate of authenticity because there's an NFC code on the tangible piece that will always stay with it. So they will know it's the authentic piece. And I think that's really where, you know, bored apes are gonna be around, but they're not really gonna be useful. This is where I think NFTs are gonna be useful for the art world is figuring out how to use it as a way of authenticating pieces of work um, and keeping those pieces of work in the life of the artist really, because when we put our heart and soul into a piece of work and we sell it it's like it's out there in the world and we never know what happens to this creation but with nfts we actually know who owns it you know it's we can still get residual money royalties for future sales of our art so it's almost like your baby continues to kind of stay with you your love still stays with that art and I think that's one of the things that's really been beneficial for artists in the NFT world. So which network are you on for your NFT? I, mine, um, I'm, I'm Polygon, but I'm also working with this company, Augmented Labs, where we set up a Shopify platform where you actually can purchase the NFT with a credit card. And then um, on the back end creates a wallet for you. So you don't actually have to have a crypto wallet when you purchase my NFTs. You can, we have a way that we can use it if you already have a wallet, but you don't typically need it. So you, I'm trying to create ease of access to this. Are you on open, open say then? Are you, are you using? I open am. Now? Some of my pieces are on open C. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I see. And cause I'll put open C is now Polygon. I believe it's Polygon, ETH and Solana now, as, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. 
there's a few there's a few now um it's becoming more popular as we speak that's interesting yeah. that you, you want to be able to do the cash alternative i i recently heard um a restaurant a certain restaurant in new york that was a crypto restaurant has stopped accepting crypto and i was like oh, <laughs> really i was like oh dear that doesn't sound too too chipper so <laughs> I, I think we're always going to have fear um but i think obviously crypto you know is going to evolve over the years so mm -hmm. i think i think i mean i do feel it's a wave of the future but we just have to figure out how to make it how to utilize it in our world yeah and i think you, you made a point before the podcast in the sense that you, you've got to kind of if we're a little bit too early on this we've kind of got to be effectively web two and a half we basically bridge the gap between people that have got a crypto wallet and people that haven't yeah because a lot of artists like me don't understand what nfts are or how crypto comes into the problem like this process and that's why i've created um like a training program called nfts for people like me who like an artist that you know i like to do art i'm not really into the financial crypto part of things but you know let me show you the basics and help you along the way now your website which is queernft.io mm -hmm. um have you seen the because i'm just looking at, at it now have you seen the 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 new nft websites where they're like 3d and they're like an art gallery i have not seen those yet i try not to get um information overload because like when i go into that stuff i'm like oh i want my gallery to look like this it's like I need to stay in my lane for right now, right? So if we try to divert too many journey, like too many pathways, it can be very overwhelming. And sometimes very like disheartening when you're trying to do something. Uh, you've got to start somewhere, as I say. So, exactly. So, and I think it's all about the art, really. It needs to be more about the art. I think mm -hmm. it's a case of using the technology so it's actually an advantage to you rather than, hinder mm -hmm. than a hindrance. So, I mean, I looked at this one sculptor who was creating NFTs and I looked at her uh, website, but you kind of had to like log into Safari and then it was very hard to navigate like through the like sliding to the different building and then open up the gallery. It was really difficult to navigate too, um, but a, a neat concept. So what's, what's going to be the next chapter for you then? What are you going to do next? So you've got yourself established. You're now selling your art and how, how successful has that been then? So how have you found that compared it's, to the, the traditional route? It's much easier. So I have experienced of like lugging all my art to a gala or to a market or, you know, to some place where I can sell it from person to person. It's hot, it's dirty. Then you have to be like willing to like chat people up. It's very exhausting, right? This has been different where you do it online, you are able to create community around it. And that's where an NFT has become really successful. It's that community building. Um, and so it's easier to build that instead of like trying to schlep everything to a market to try to sell it. Um, so I think like building a following has been easier that way too. And with technology coming, you know, I can use an NFC code where I can actually tell the story of the art and that story will never get lost from the secondary holder or the third holder. So I found it to be much easier 
in like my vision of what art should be. It's almost like an experience in the story of that artist. So, so on that NFC, do you like have a like a uh, a link to a video then, and then do you go about how you know what happened, you know happened, and how you came to draw this? Hopefully, in the future, I'm still working to find the right company that's providing the right platform for the NFC codes, uh, the tags, because they all have a different platform. They have different uses. Some people are using them for like. Um, liquor nft around liquor or um using it in clothing i'm still trying to find the right company do, that meets the needs could you do it via a qr code probably could do a qr code yeah that's just just yeah that's just an idea yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's something to kind of look into yeah you could have a qr code that directly links to private vimeo as an example could do it that way that's true yeah i like that mm. and then put the qr code on the tangible piece yep mm -hmm. that's it will never leave that i'm, I'm just looking actually because we've got a new pound uh, on our bottles of hand sanitizer we have qr codes and literally you can scan and it goes direct to um to the actual product details interesting so yeah, we've done that on the stickers. We've put stickers on the on the on the hand sanitizer, and uh, it it does uh, it does work, and it sends you to a video. So my my dream is to find a way to be able to connect, you know, the platform. So if the secondary person owns the NFT, that information is also on a tangible piece. So I've been trying to figure out how to link those two together. And that has been my mission when I went to New York for the, the conference to see if anybody else is doing that yet. So what you could do, you could have a microsite for each. Um, you could have a microsite for each uh, image and a QR code that links to that. And then it has all the details. So I'll have the details of the potential of the transactions, i.e., for instance, the, the, um, the you know the the blockchain transactions and the history of the um the artwork and obviously you could mm -hmm. potentially do a presentation of that artwork and you could do that and then literally every time you um uh create a new piece of art you can clone that site and you could do this I, for instance right through ClickFunnels, which is a us based company um and then literally every time you'd have uh, a site for each person. Ooh, that's a way to do it too. It is. It is a good, it's a good mm. way of doing it. And you could, if you wanted, charge a membership. I do like membership ideas. Yeah, you could have a membership. So obviously to your community, you get your picture and then you have a reoccurring membership. Mm, I like then, that. And then adding even better benefits, i.e., the other benefits are that they can look through your other pieces of art, just as an example. Mm -hmm. mm, I like that. The ideas are endless when it comes to cryptos and NFTs. I know. And that's why I love communicating with other individuals like you at the conference because they're creative thinkers right it's yes. like a different well, way of thinking of things 
I've been in IT and computers and coding for 30 years now. So obviously we, we kind of, we're quite, uh, we're quite good at coming up with uh, uh, good solutions. Um, so it's just, it's just an idea for you. Yeah, I like that. So what's your next big picture then? What are you doing? What's your exciting one? Oh, so my next big idea, um, I'm hoping to hold an, um, a gala here in Puerto Rico during Blockchain Week in December, where I showcase other artists' art, uh, tangible and NFT. So that's my next big um, event that I'm looking forward to. Wow. And how, and how are you going to do that then? Where is that? How are you, you going to basically be, is that going to be online? Is that, or is it? I'm, I want it in person. You want it I in want person? it live in person. Yes, I already have a venue picked out and, you know, get some artists together. I've already created a gala here for a nonprofit uh, last December. So I'm now looking to do it during blockchain week so that, you know, we really get the right niche of people who understand NFTs and how cool this is. And bring both the NFT community and the artists together because obviously the yes. artists can benefit from learning about how to monetize their art mm -hmm. through NFTs. Now, yes. yeah. what would you say to a budding artist? You know, someone that's done it via canvas, mm -hmm. never, never touched an NFT, never gone near a computer. What would you mm -hmm. say? Where should we start? What's the first thing they should do? Find yourself a mentor. Find somebody to follow. You know, there's so many people out there in this world who are eager to help newbies, right? That's one of the great things about this is like, we're so excited to talk about it. We'll talk about it to anybody, you know, just find that one person that you admire and reach out, send them a DM. That What's the worst you. that can happen? They say no. Mm. It could be me. Yeah. And I won't say no <laughs> because I geek out about this stuff all day long. So when you, so you've got your picture, you've drawn your picture to come to someone like you, mm -hmm. what's the first thing they need to do? Is it a case of setting up a Twitter account to get people to, I would say you can sign up for Twitter or do Instagram. Instagram is very visual. So I think that's a good way of starting um, and start documenting the process. People love seeing reels of you creating art. Just start documenting the process that you're going through. Talk about it. Talk about why it's important to you because people want to know why things are important. They want to know your story, right? That's what really draws people to you is your story. And then, you know, take a picture of it, make it a digital picture, and then you can go from there. So easy. And so what I do is I teach people how to create that digital, how to set up their account, or I can do it for them. I see. So you've got both, uh, hey, let's do it with me. Oh. Uh Mm -hmm. Hey, if you don't want to do that, I'll do a done for you situation. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. This sounds this sounds cracking. And yeah. So they've drawn the piece. They come to you. We get them in the community, and then we we launch on OpenSea, potentially. We can. Yes, or we can use the platform that I'm using, where we put it on there, and then they mint it on Polygon, and so you don't even have to worry about the OpenSea stuff. We really gear it towards uh, the queer individuals and allies. Um, and so that part of the proceeds that we get from this goes to a nonprofit that supports that community. Um, and so that's where the community building comes in. 
So if there is a new person, they're like really vibing with, you know, the community that we work with, we post it on there for them. You know, they get the money once they sell the, the piece of art and it gets minted once it's sold. Awesome. And then when it could, we come to resell, we've got potential royalties. Yes. Yep. 10%. Wow. Yeah. So, and I think that's what's been really great for artists too, is that royalty thing. Once I tell artists like there's royalties, then they're like, oh, I need to know about this NFT stuff. I think it's a game changer for artists. And I also think it should be. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is basically these pieces of art have taken a long time to, to create. And I think I think if, if you can um, earn from that on a passive income style situation for for the rest of the period of that artwork's life then it's going to make a big difference yeah and i it's amazing and i think about like the mona lisa like with that if it was now nowadays like with the nft world the artist would have gotten paid the person who commissioned the mona lisa would actually gotten their piece of art like we would known who has sold it who owns it when it was stolen we would know like the person that has it isn't the actual owner of it. So it's really changing the, the way of the art world. This is actually critical, really. A, a massive change to the art world. So Yeah, and when people create original pieces and they send you a piece of paper saying this is a certificate of authenticity, if that piece, is, that piece of paper is lost, it devalues the original piece because how is somebody supposed to know that's actually an authentic piece that artists made? So it actually creates this authenticity that you know this is the real piece. There is no worry about losing that piece of paper that says it is actually the real piece. I think that's a game changer. Now, mm -hmm. if we had traditional artists and uh, and new artists, a Mr. NFT artist, gauging potentially the difference money-wise, is it a game changer? Is it a double? Is it a 50% increase? Just to what we're talking, basically. You know, it's still so early. It's hard to navigate that. But I think that with more education, and that's a part of it, we need to educate people why this is important in the art world. If you're an art collector, I think with that, then it's going to start gaining, you know, more profits for the artist. We just yeah. need to educate people why. Why is this a cool thing? No, I, th I think I definitely think there's a big education element, but I mm -hmm. also think from a point of view, if, if people know that they're going to earn more and be better appreciated, because obviously that's what the royalty thing does, then basically it's going to help new artists. It can also attract artists into the, into the sector, I think. So what do you think is going to happen this year on NFTs? What's the big change we're going to see? What we're going to see is that we're going to see people are going to get educated about NFTs, the digital pieces, you know, all those, the ones that we had a lot of hoopla around, right? We're going to start seeing people getting educated on what's really worth investing in, what's not. They're going to start shaking away what ones are really important. People are really wanting to get involved in the causes of those NFTs. And I think people are going to start making more conscious decisions of what projects they want to invest in because of the impact that might have on the environment or on a community or, you know, on some certain cause. So I think it's 
the strong will prevail, you know, what people really want to invest in. Board Apes is going to be around forever, but not all NFT projects are going to be around forever. So just jumping back to your course, how long does it take to take that course? And the, what are the key kind of course subjects in there for the, for the, for the user to, to know what you're basically going to be doing and helping them with? So it's really about education around, you know, why, why, like for me, why is it important for me to have some of the proceeds go towards nonprofits that support LGBTQ plus communities? And now I have a mental health agency that provides mental health services to the community. So through that, I've been really invested in providing more opportunities to individuals in the community. And so this is another way. And so educating people about why, why this is important. You know, when I think about like my transgender clients who during the pandemic weren't able to get jobs because a lot of them are service providers, um, sex workers, and in pandemic, those were the first ones to go, right? And so we have transgender individuals without income who still need to get medical services on a monthly basis. And so seeing stuff like this, being able to create something that can provide funding for situations like that, for oppressed populations, you know, that's really what I think comes down to the importance of creating an NFT gallery or a project like this is really like what speaks to your heart and the people that it also speaks to will be drawn to that and be willing to, you know, buy the art because they know it's going to a specific cause having the other artists really buy into that cause as well and knowing that they are providing something for that cause. It's really a beautiful way of being able to give a piece of your art to somebody that's going to appreciate the art and also be able to support a cause that's important to you as well. I see. So, I mean, it's a, it's a win-win scenario, isn't it, really, from a point of view. You're helping your community. And also, you mentioned about the transgender transgender if they've got a talent to draw, then you can mm-hmm. help help them in that sense. Because obviously if, if they're effectively more restricted because of the job situation, which obviously, you know, the pandemics hit a lot of people, uh, hit a lot of people hard, different communities harder than others. You know, if you look at the restaurant community, you know, uh, as in the service sector, it was devastated. And yeah, a lot of people were treated very badly. I mean, obviously, if you're looking now, we've got major issues with the airlines. Uh, I don't know whether you've got them over there, but we have over here. Pretty much they, they sacked everyone and they treat them very, very badly. And it's come back home to roost in the scenario that they now have got a shortage of staff and they can't recruit the staff. I think, I think with the NFTs, and one thing I'm learning, you know, with, with the crypto side and the NFTs, it's a different way of earning because obviously you can either Get someone to pay you for your time, higher yeah. hourly rate, or you can get someone to value your skill. And this is the second way of doing it. And obviously that's a potential that you can rinse and repeat because obviously yes. if you mentioned you've got the, the royalty situation. Yeah, so- I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing for artists. And I think that all traditional artists should look into it and consider NFTs as a part of a way of sharing their art. Mm, I definitely think so. And I think it's great that you've set up the, the structure of your business so that you're effectively helping the community. 
um, grow and and nurture the community. And and who knows not what what's around the corner, obviously with the pandemic and and uh, yeah. You know, I mean, right now in the states, we just we have a huge fear for the queer community. I mean, recently with them overturning Roe v. Wade, you know, taking away reproductive rights for women. I mean, the next thing is is taking away same gender marriages for our queer community. You know, so it's really important that we create a strong community around projects like this for when situations like when the government is trying to take away our rights. I mean, it's obviously um, it's a controversial uh, subject, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, it, like you say, it's effectively a backward step in uh, in a sense that what on earth possessed them to, to do what they've done? I mean, obviously, it's, it's divided the nation massively, hasn't it? Huge, huge. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Even, you know, I mean, the pandemic itself divided the, the nation hugely. Um, being afraid to say whether you've been, you know, vaccinated or not. So does that mean you stand on one side of the political aisle or the other? You know, it's just really divided a lot of us. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with the UK. I mean, the UK is very divided when it comes to Brexit. And now we've got the situation with, with Scotland wanting to be independent. So it's, um, it's not good, really. I don't know whether Biden's going to be the man to actually reverse it. He doesn't seem I, strong enough I, to, I don't, to deal with it. I mean, I the moment that I heard what had happened, it's just this wave of like sadness came over me because my background being a social worker too, it really hits home because in the end, the people who have money are always going to have money to get things done that they want to get done but it's the people who don't, the oppressed populations, our queer individual, you know, brothers, sisters, non-binary individuals, they're the ones that are gonna be suffering the most um, where they don't have access to money or to get things when it needs to happen. It's just extremely sad. It is, it is not too as bad. I mean, I don't know too much about the ins and outs of what's happened, uh, all yeah. the percentages as to who's voted against and who's voted for. But certainly, mm. when you look at it on the face of it, you're thinking, we seem to be going backwards here. Yeah, but that's, you know, and then that's what I believe in the importance of the art community, because in times like this, the art community is really what helps, you know, the uprising, right? Where art really is a reflection of what's going on in our society. And I think with NFTs, we can also use it as a way of reflection of our society, but also use it as a way to show like solidarity in certain causes and things like that. So I really feel like this is a, another way that we can really show our solidarity and what we, what we feel. It's going to be interesting to see what happens and how it pans out. So we're coming towards the end of the podcast. And I have a few quick fire questions for you. Oh boy. Okay. Right, so you actually haven't been in this game that long, a bit like me. Um, uh, I haven't mm-hmm. been in this game that long. Some people that I've met have been in crypto for 10 years and they're like grandfathers. Um, yes. <laughs> so this question, I don't know if it's appropriate. What advice would you give yourself if, if you wanted to start again? But I do ask everyone this, so I'm like, well, we might as well ask. So if I want to start again, I would say start reading about it sooner really start getting some information 
uh, listen to other conversations. So really get more education on it sooner. What's your formula for success? Naps. I take naps daily. Yeah. <laughs> I always need a recharge. Um, I feel like that's a part of my success. I'm, you know, knowing what your daily flow is. So like if you're a powerhouse in the morning, get your stuff out in the morning, take a nap, start again in the afternoon and just keep, keep moving. And then remember to give yourself time for inspiration and rest. Rest. I love rest. It's, I love rest too. I call myself a professional napper. I can nap anywhere. <laughs> it's actually so underrated. Mm -hmm. So what motivational quote inspires you? It is something that's really short and sweet, but um, something that really changed my life was ask not, get not. Um, if you don't ask, then you don't know if you get what you need. And so I remember asking this one really big business podcaster to join me for dinner when he was in town. And he said, yeah. And I think from that dinner five years ago, my whole life has changed. And so if I just didn't ask in a simple, you know, messenger message to this person, my life might be different right now. That's a good one. Is that I like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the real simple, what simple things, yeah. and simple kind of, solutions are actually the best mm -hmm. so, do you have a new project that you're currently working on that you want to tell the audience about that you're excited about well i'm excited about my monthly workshop where i teach artists how to create passive income through nfts until the end of time pretty much um, and so i'm doing that monthly um, just teaching new artists how to do it how can people find uh, out about more about that you can find out more at my website, melissadesilva.com. We'll put that in the show notes. Yes. And if you had to give one big tip for the audience to take away from this podcast, what would it be? Buy art from artists. You know <laughs> not I, Marshalls, I, not TJ Maxx. <laughs> Buy it from artists. <laughs> I really like that because it, it has a, a big impact on people, uh, people's life doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And get to know your artists too, because there's usually a big story behind the piece that you purchased. This is true. I met an artist recently and she said, there's a story behind every one of her pictures and it's mm -hmm. something to do with what's happened to her in her life. I yeah, like, I have an artist friend who creates art with his spiritual guide. Um, and so he gets these messages from this guide and they work on the art together. Cool. Do you have a podcast? I do. I have a podcast. It's called Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative, where I interview other queer and creative artists on the projects that they're, they're doing. And I have some really interesting guests, like my friend that gets spiritual guidance from the other side. I recently uh, interviewed a co-founder of a genderless uh, fashion line, authors, other artists. It's really interesting the people I get to chat with. It sounds amazing. For the audience, you need to listen. And on that note, I think we've covered everything. We'll have the details of your contact details in the show notes, as always. It has been an absolute pleasure. I've learned more about uh, the NFTs and artwork and how it's going to evolve in the future. And I'm sure our 
our listeners have. And uh, all that remains for me to say is thank you and hope to uh, have you on the podcast soon. We'll, we'll get an update, see how you're getting on with your, your NFTs, see how it's, it's all evolving, because I do think it's a good thing to, to get people back on to see how they do it, because this is an evolving journey that we're all on. Um, yes. You know, if you'd have said to me, would Luna have disappeared a month, two months ago? I wonder, I wouldn't have said that have happened. So it is an interesting journey that we're on and uh, it's evolving all the time and it is exciting. Uh, it also has a few ups and downs. It's going to be a very exciting journey over the next five years, I think. I, I agree. I wish you well and hopefully uh, to see you soon. Take care for now. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today and listening to this episode. As I've gone on my crypto journey myself over the last couple of years, I'm all too aware of the overwhelming amount of information available online when it comes to investing in crypto. So thank you for choosing the Easy Crypto Podcast. It means a lot to me. Hopefully what I've shared today will help you on your investing journey, just like it did me. There's no reason why you can't go and make use of what you've learned today straight away. I'm living proof that these secrets and strategies I've shared with you do work. Please, by all means, feel free to share this with someone else you know who could benefit from it. That's the quickest way that we can build a collaborative community where we can share tricks and strategies which can turn our crypto investments into big profits. In the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss the latest tricks which could transform your crypto future. Every week we'll be covering a different aspect of crypto investment, so whether it's NFTs, mining or the metaverse, you really can't afford to miss out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Christopher Hitchin and this is the Easy Crypto Podcast and I'll see you next time.